Nosy Nancy's is a true crime podcast that deals with real life situations. If you are sensitive to any of the trigger words, this is not the podcast for you. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Aliqua. And I'm Jasmine. And welcome to Nosy Nancy's episode one. Part one. It's a two-parter. It is. Because there is a lot of shit we got to talk about. A shitload of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Disclaimer, though. I've been sick for the past week. So this is not my real voice. And an additional note, um, we are just starting up. This is our first episode, uh, and this is a passion project. So we're doing this with no money, no investing of any kind. So you may have some janky audio here and there. Editing may be weird at times, and you may Mm -hmm. also hear our animals in the background. Yeah, yeah. Um, So just keep that in mind. Bear, Bear in mind. Have patience with us. Have patience. Just have a little patience. Hey, so how was your week? Uh, It was pretty good. It was pretty good. I actually, um, earlier today, I went to a a Christian yard sale. (laughs) (laughs) How'd that go? At a church. It actually, they they had some nice stuff there. (laughs) I was... I was surprised. I didn't come away with any crosses or anything, but they, uh, I went in and they handed me a bag and they were like, Oh, fill this up for $3. But as I was in there, like looking around everybody else who came in, they were like, fill this up for a dollar. Oh, you had to pay the, the Satan tasks. Yeah, they knew. They knew I was not of the faith. So they were like, this girl has jet black hair and piercings and tattoos. Satan. Yeah, they were they were making the sign of the cross as soon as I walked in the door. (laughs) But I got a whole bunch of shit for ten dollars. (laughs) So so whatever they want to think, hopefully they'll pray for me tonight. I need it. The hoarder in me is just ecstatic for you. I want to go back, honestly, <laughs> as soon as we're done with this. <laughs> You're like, let's hurry this up. I got to get that uh, ceramic piggy jar, piggy yeah. jar that I saw. Yeah. Gotta from, get it. How was your week? Um, well, besides being sick, it was, it was pretty good. I decided, you know, for the three years that I've, uh, that I've lived at this house, I haven't raked any of the leaves. So I was like, well, <laughs> I guess it's time to go do that. Uh, so I went up to, uh, well, at first what had happened yesterday is I had some baba ganoush, some leftover baba ganoush. Ooh. Listen, I know. I love eggplant, but eggplant does not love me. Okay. So I go, I don't know. So I go up to Home Depot and I'm like looking for those bags, you know, that you put the leaves in and it hits me. The baba ganoush 
And I was like, oh, fuck, I got to get out of here. I'm about oh to shit my, my fucking, yeah, I'm about to shit my pants, right? So I'm like, get in my car. I'm driving down this residential street. I won't say where because I'm not trying to dox myself. <laughs> and all of a sudden, this woman in her hybrid car pulls out in front of me going like 15 miles an hour, right? So Live Laugh Lauren over here is driving like she like she's cruising around like she just discovered who the fuck Fleetwood Mac was and all Bitch. the while I'm just trying to make it to my house before the inside of my drawers look like look and smell like war-torn Bosnia you know what I mean <laughs> So listen y'all fucking go the speed limit cuz you never know who's about to shit their pants behind you you know Yeah yeah do for others, okay? Yeah. Think about others. <laughs> Before they do on themselves. God. <laughs> Crazy. Um, so, speaking of Austin, if you have been living under a rock for the past eight years, um, there's been 14 unidentified bodies of men found in Lady Bird Lake and 15 identified bodies of men found in Lady Bird Lake, all deemed as accidental or suicidal drownings. That's, it, it's insane. It's completely it insane. insane to me. It is. It is because all these guys that have been found in Lady Bird Lake have either been um, missing from like a like couple days before from either 6th Street, Rainy Street, or Austin City Limits um, in Zilker Park. And they've all been similar looking. They've all been dark hair, dark eyes for the most part. They've all been around college age or have college degrees. I think the oldest person found um, was Randy, Randy Lexvold, and he, I think he was in his 40s, and he was in Shoal Creek. That's a kick-ass name, I gotta say. Oh, dude, totally. Fucking amazing. My last name sucks. I'm not gonna say it, because... I don't want to dox myself. Gotta be safe. <laughs> oh Gotta no, safe. I'll have a I don't who heaven forbid I'd have a stalker. Oh god. my god, a sexy, sexy man knows my name and where I live. Oh, please, let's don't let that happen. <laughs> but uh, uh there are too way too many coincidences for these to be accidents. Yeah, I mean just in the way like it's all it's all so similar like uh for instance um the majority of them were with with a group of friends down on 6th street or rainy street a lot of them were on were on rainy street and uh they they wander off and then they they go missing for about four or five days and then they're found in ladybird lake with all their belongings so you kind of have to question like what the fuck is happening, you know? And that's scary that they're not, that they're, they're just, I mean, they're there one second and then they're gone. Well, also if these are all drownings, like why are there no women? Why is it all men? Like drowning is not, is not bias. Drowning doesn't care what your sex, religion or race is. No. Yeah. It's, very much can happen to anybody like so you you have to question it i mean anybody in their right mind would question it i think i think people 
just as 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 a species like we're 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 programmed to kind of spot um patterns patterns yeah you know and and there is there's definitely a pattern i think for sure no i think so too i think so too and we're not the only ones that think so because there is an insane amount of chatter around the interwebs about different theories of what's going on in Austin and also in Chicago. Cause the same thing that's happening in Austin is also happening in Chicago right now as well. Yeah. Keep in mind as we're going through everything today that they, this is not just happening in Austin. No. Yeah. And it's been happening for a long time in a lot of different cities and States around the country. And Am I as bold to say around the the world? Yes, I am. Um, and we're going to go into that more so as as our podcast kind of evolves. Um, I do want to dive in to some of the theories that we've heard. heard. Yeah, let's do it. Um, the first theory and the main theory that really kind of started blowing this up has been the serial killer theory theory yeah a a singular serial killer um stalking the streets of austin rainy street looking for male victims which to be honest would not be very hard to do if knowing like some of the men the, the thing is, is that women are conditioned i think to like to be more observant I mean, we just, we just are because that's our, that's our literally our way to protect ourselves is to kind of like, you know, huddle together and to be, to rely on each other, to, to watch our surroundings and men just don't do that because they haven't, they haven't really encountered as many, you know, terrifying things out in the wild like that as we, as, as we have, you know? Yeah. We're always told if you're going out with friends, don't let your, don't let your girlfriend go to the bathroom alone. You don't, don't, you know, leave your drink unattended. If you leave your drink unattended, get a new drink. You know, we're always taught and the safest place to go, you know, in any bar is the women's bathroom. I mean, I think every woman listening has had an experience in the bar bathroom. Yeah. It's like, just come out a different person. It's a beautiful thing. One time I was at, um, bout time. Do you remember that? Yes. I think, I think there's bout time too, but this was, this was bout time. And I think this was like back in when I just first turned 21 and I was in the bathroom and this girl comes up to me and she's like, Hey, and I'm like, Oh, Hey, you know? And she's like, Hey, you want a girlfriend? And I was like, no, I'm good. You know, like flatter, (laughs) but, but I'm good. And then she's like, Oh, she's like, well, do you want some cocaine? And I was like, well, no, I'm trying to cut back on that as well. You know, I like, I had to, I felt terrible because I had to like turn her down twice for cocaine and for her sweet, sweet ass. You know? (laughs) Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's an ugly laugh <laughs> <laughs> oh god i know we're, we sound like i sound like a fucking mule um anyway so so the male killer or the the serial killer will we presume to be male because that's what majority of the time 
is that they are, but there are some people who theorize that this is actually a woman uh, serial killer who's like luring these good looking men into her web of of uh, of death. A black widow. A black widow of Rainy Street. Also, also, like, these are big guys. Like, these are not... These are big, athletic men. Like, you have to, like, be... A- if this was a woman, she would have to be able to, like, wrestle a 240-pound dude, you know, down and, like, push him into the lake. Like, I just don't see... I don't see it's... I don't see how it could be one just single-handed woman doing all this yeah she would have to be fucking like deadlifting mm-hmm. 300 pounds um, i mean i i do believe that they are being drugged i think i think austin has a problem with um with people being drugged downtown and i i think that that that's a whole other issue on its own um i know countless i know countless amount of people who have come forward in the past you know, like three weeks and have said, yeah, I was, uh, me and my friend were drugged downtown men and men and women. Um, yeah, it's terrifying. It, it's it really, is. really terrifying because there, there are so many opportunities that people have to drug you up down there, especially because it is, those areas are big tur- tourist areas. There's a lot of people there. Yeah. Even if you're going with a group of friends or whatever, I mean, they're, it's well, so what, easy. Well, what I was saying was like, was that like, even if this was a woman and even if the, the guy was drugged, like they would, she would still have to be pretty strong in order to get them, you know, off their feet and like, you know what I mean? And into the water. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh case closed i'm leaving all right well, all right well we, we anyway it. <laughs> theory debunked theory debunked <laughs> so, that's not the case um yeah because because sixth street and rainy street like you said are our destination um spots it could easily be bartenders that some people have speculated that it was a bartender slipping slipping something in, in into people's drinks um, and that to me uh that to me it, it, it would definitely be the easiest yeah the easy way to to for an unsuspecting person because you're you're automatically looking out for the people around you but uh you don't think about the one who's making your drink you know typically they make it right in front of you i kind of tend to be a little less I think it's I would I would lean more towards it being another patron rather than it be a bartender only because it does get so busy that the bartenders are literally just like keeping their head like straight as far as like serving people like they're at work you know what I mean like right. they're not they're not out here trying to you know do things if 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 these if these men were were going missing like on weekdays then maybe it would be more likely to be a bartender because that's when it's slower, you know what I mean? And and they have more time to do that. But these are the majority of the time these guys are going missing on like on Fridays, on Thursdays, on Saturday nights. These are 
busy prime time nights for for the bars downtown that these bartenders like they're fucking they're working their asses off you know what i mean i'm not saying it's not possible but i just don't think it's probable well that's what that i see what you're saying but Mm -hmm. i think that there also have been cases where bartenders have been arrested for drugging patrons oh yeah there there have been for sure i mean and there's always gonna be you know that one or that one case of that or you know a couple cases here a couple cases there like like predators come in all kinds of shapes and sizes and and occupations i mean we all know that like hollywood is like just fucking you know like thriving with like predators it's crazy um but as far as like just knowing when these guys have gone missing like it just doesn't seem like the bartenders would have the ability or the time to to like drug them and then and then come after them after you know a couple hours and push them in the lake and then run back to their job you know behind the bar doesn't really make yeah that's true if that was the case, they would definitely have to be working in tandem with with another person. Yeah, I agree. I I I I will give you that. Like I would say if there's a female involved, then she's working with a group if as like a lure and if there is a bartender involved, then he's literally or they are literally just using them to like put the drugs in people's drinks. The actual person who's like pushing them in the lake or because there's been theories that they actually throw them over the bridges and that's how that's how they you know that's how these people are end up in the lake um but it, it would have to be a group effort i would I, I would con- i would also concur that yeah and these are busy i mean ladybird lake is is pretty busy it's so you would notice if there were, you know, you would notice somebody being thrown over the side of the of the, of the bridge. bridge. Yeah. Well, uh, and I'll go into it with, uh, we'll go into it in later times, but Detective uh, Gannon said himself is that they they theorize that, that these people are, kid- are being kidnapped uh taken for a couple of hours and then dropped into the lake via a bridge during like the hours between like 5 a.m and 6 a.m usually at this time that's when the cops shifts are changing so there there's nobody on the streets a lot of people have come home from the bars a lot of people are just waking up to go to work it's that sweet spot where there's not a lot of people around you know, just to witness this. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, Another theory is the pedicab workers in Austin. We have pedicabs, which are little wagons, (laughs) basically, (laughs) that um, are attached to people's bicycles that drive you around. Yeah, and they just pedal on all, all they just pedal you from destination to destination they just pedal you around could and you, have I, you ever hooked up with a pedicabber no 
Me Have either. You? No, but like, could you imagine those? Could calves? you imagine the stamina? The stamina <laughs> that they had. They'd be able to. They'd be able to fucking pedal their way up this body, honey. I know. Dang. The amount of stamina that you have to have, because that's gotta be that's gotta be a really hard job. Because like I'm I'm big and I would feel so bad. I think I've taken a pedicab one time, and I felt so bad for the dude. He gave no indication that I was like extremely heavy or anything, but <laughs> I felt so terrible. If it was me, him. I'd be like, I'd be like huffing and puffing and being like making people feel so guilty, even if they only weighed like 95 pounds. Cause I I'd want that sweet, sweet tip. You know what I mean? I know you have to get it. You, you have to give them the tip. <laughs> yeah. Give them the tip. The biggest like, you can. Seriously. How guilty would you feel? Like you got to guilt people into giving you more money these days. That's how we, that's how you do it. You know? Yeah, that's how the world works now. It's how the world works. So people are theorizing that these pedicabbers are like driving around Austin fucking like weekend at burning people, you know, and then throwing them into the lake. Is that what's happening? I mean, yeah, that's what, that's what the theory is, is that they just basically pop on some sunglasses, <laughs> put a loud, put a loud shirt on these dudes and and then they're driving them around, wobbling around in the back and tossing them over the side, I guess, is I'm, is I'm, what the speculation is. Yeah, but you would see and this this is this is another another like reason why you would think that if somebody had if there's a pedicabber, the pedicabs are only around when there's people around. You know, because that's, yeah, that's how they get the money. That's a great point. That's so a great like, point. So they're like, so, so you, you, these people on the internet want us to believe that these pedicabbers are like driving around with these guys and then just kind of like, you know, like going, like going off to the side, pushing up, pushing in these people who are drunk and then just going off on their merry way. No way, dude. People would see Come that. On. Yeah. Get real. Get real. Get- real get real (laughs) just get real yeah quit fucking around here (laughs) i do believe that the next theory the uber it it would would make the most sense because i think you know uber didn't come uh to austin until 2014 and they didn't vet uber didn't start vetting their drivers until like 2017 because people were getting sexually assaulted. I think there was a couple of murders that did happen in different cities, not not in Austin, but who knows, probably Chicago. Yeah, um, people were like getting robbed and stuff yeah. by their Uber driver. Yeah, by their Uber. Yeah, by their Uber. And I mean, and it goes the other way around too. I mean, there was a lot of people that were like assaulting Uber drivers as well. But yeah. It was going both ways for it sure. It was going both ways. Ubers, Ubers is dangerous, man. I mean, that's like, you know, danger. Will Robinson. Some of, some of the stories that I have heard since this started really kind of catching attention from everybody about the fake Ubers are absolutely terrifying. It is. It is. There was one person who said that they had actually gotten in, gotten in the back of the, of the, what they believed was the Uber 
they start going down the down the street. The person, the driver, knew their destination, Ew. and um, and then they get a call from their real Uber driver, being like, "I'm here. Where are you at?" Like, I would, I would, I don't even, I would have die. I would just die. Are <laughs> I you would just die? Are you joking? Is that? I mean, how? That is crazy to me. How is that? Are they like? I mean, they must be hacking the Uber system. I, d- I mean, I, I don't know how they're doing it because I would not be smart enough to figure yeah, out. No, neither. How to yeah. do that? But these days, too, with human trafficking and stuff, like you never, you never know. Yeah. So, I mean, that would be an easy way to 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 kidnap yeah. somebody. Yeah, I mean, if they knew enough about the system or maybe they used to work for Uber or Lyft or whatever, any of the the rideshare programs, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how easy it would be. So so you're telling me this person got into a car that said it was their Uber and they knew where their destination was and they started driving and then the per the the patron got a text from their actual uber driver yeah yeah holy shit dude yeah they had already left wherever they were getting picked up from have you ever taken an uber, an uber anywhere i've never taken one i've never mm-hmm. taken one uh uber didn't get really big in austin until i guess until like right before i left so yeah now I've never taken one either. Like I've always just risked it and tr- drove, drank, drank a drove. No, I, I really don't. I like one. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Listen, mom, if you're listening, dad, police, APD, look. No, I only I don't drink that much anyways. I drink like maybe two beers, you know. But I'm and I'm not saying you should drink and drive, but um, you should definitely call an Uber if if you are. Or ta- I've only ever taken a taxi, and you know what? Yeah, taxis are. I mean, taxis are the way to go. I would think. I, think I would so. think. I think so. I'm only gonna ever take fucking. Ta- I just don't trust these Uber drivers, dude. It's insane. You really never know because even though they are being vetted now and uh, everything, there. I mean, there still are issues from time. Well, to obviously, time, so. they're they're being they're hackable. It's obviously, yeah, it's not protected cyber, like cyber protected. Like, clearly, you can you can get into fucking the car with Buffalo Bill. Um, Speaking of of uh, Buffalo Bill, have you has your mailman given you any more candies? No, (laughs) no. As a matter of fact, okay. So I have this mailman at my office. Yeah. Um, who just, who just started, like just took over the, the route, I guess. And is it route or route? I- either way. Either way. Okay. So he just started, uh, servicing our office. Oh, and wow. he, um, every day he comes in and he reaches in his little shirt pocket and he pulls out a candies and it's a different <laughs> candy every time. And at first I was like, oh, I can't have this because it's drugged, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, because you never know yeah. anything. Yeah. 
And then he Clearly. started producing the chocolate, you know, giving me like Hershey's and stuff. And I'm like, well, okay, it's it's worth the risk. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I actually, the, the lady who used to have our router route, whatever you want to say, Route, Are you going to correct think. me? I think it's route. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll say route. Just Are, for you fun. Gonna <laughs> Are you going to correct me? Are you going to correct me? Yeah. And you've been, a very, <laughs> you've been a very bad girl and I'm sick of it. Um, <laughs> We'll say route. Yeah. We'll say route. The only um, thing my fucking mailman ever gives me is, is disappointment in the form of bills. That's the only thing he ever brings me. That sucks. That yeah. sucks. You got to yeah. have one that brings you candy. Well, I'm Clearly. actually disappointed because the the lady who used to have our route before he took it over came in the other day and um, my coworker had asked like, well, where's that the other dude? And she was like, I don't know. He keeps calling in. He's called in for like the past four days. <gasps> and I was like, really? Um, He's- and it. Jasmine, he's he's building his underground lair. He's fattening you up. He's going to throw you in there. It's going to be like fucking Silence of the Lambs all over again. <gasps> oh, my God. And your last name is Lamb. Oh, shit. <laughs> You're doomed. <laughs> I really was like, I'm, I was working. At, okay, so I'm recently single. And I... And like I saw this thing where this lady was like, just ask men for money, just ask men for money, because eventually like some of them will give it to you. And she was like, I I get five dollars every day from this man who I don't even know who he is for coffee. He sends me Venmo's me five dollars every day. So I was just working up the balls for when this man handed me candy to be like, and $5. <laughs> and now he's calling it sick every damn day. Well, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That's a red flag. I think just maybe, just maybe leave that one alone. Don't ask for any money. Just don't talk to him ever again. Put, yeah. put your sunglasses, act like you went deaf and mute on like overnight. Yeah. I'll just act. I'll just act like I, don't even know who he is yeah but he leaves me he leaves me the candy even if i'm there or not like he'll leave it on my desk oh bless him unless he's trying to kidnap you then obviously fuck him but bless him well that's why Um, i stay big it makes me harder to kidnap yeah uh okay yeah (laughs) do you know that i don't think there's any fat people that get fucking kidnapped i you know, we're, we're harder to drag around once we've been clubbed over the head, you know? That's true. That's why if you're, if you're big, it's worth packing on, it's worth packing on some weight if you can. Yeah. Stay safe. Stay safe. Eat a Snickers. Stay safe. Okay? <laughs> we're, we're here to glorify obesity. Anyways. Um, so the next, <laughs> the next, uh, theory that has been circulating on the internet is a uh, is a gang of homeless men or women a gang of homeless people out there spending their hard-earned money uh buying drugs and and drugging people and then and then disposing of them on, in the lake and this is the theory that makes 
absolutely no sense to me. It's <laughs> so, all. it's kind of infuriating. And like, I really don't even want to talk about it because it's so like, it's, it's so insulting to like, to like the homeless community because as if we're not like kicking these people like while they're down enough as as is you know what i mean like they get blamed the homeless the homeless population in austin literally gets blamed by for like everything somebody goes missing oh it's probably a homeless man like what were they gonna yeah keep the what person? Are they, they're literally out in the in the open i mean they don't have really a places to hide or to go that's why they're in the streets downtown i mean yeah it's a problem yeah there's a lot of them down there yeah it's it's an issue um do i think that they're doing anything or they're even there to fucking bother anybody no yeah they're just literally trying to survive so let's not even i don't even want to like address it i let's like skip that let's go to let's go to the cops what let's go to the cops let's go because to the cops that is a theory um yeah that why would why would it not be the cops this is late at night you you know you wouldn't suspect a cop or someone with authority walking around that late you know you would feel like they're there to make you safe well um first of all i'm gonna say there's a lot of scandal with the apd as I'm sure there is with any other police department. I am not going to go into that. Yeah, <laughs> you can look that up on your own. <laughs> yeah, please do look it up on your own if you're curious, but uh, we're we're not here to completely trash the APG. And, and I would never even, like, if the cops are involved or whatever, it, it wouldn't be that the cops are the ones that are, like, doing the deed it's that they're just covering it up or they're not doing their job correctly or they're understaffed or they're you know just being lazy or incompetent it's not that they're i don't think that they're like the serial killer is a fucking cop like i just don't i don't believe that that's what i i feel like it's laziness because i feel like right off the bat it's these are being labeled as accidental drownings. Oh, these men, they were out on rainy street. They got intoxicated and they're walking around, especially if they were visiting from out of town. I think it's easy to be like, oh yeah, they were walking around and they fell, fell in or whatever. I think, I think, yeah. I think like from what I've understand and what I've gathered from my friend who, who was a police, a police man in a different County, but they're basically trained to just assume anybody floating in the water is an accidental drowning at first or a suicide because it's so hard to get to collect evidence from a body that's been in the water for so long. Yeah. If you're, if I guess when you're trained to be a police officer, you're trained to walk in to a scene on land and immediately know if foul play has been involved or, you know, if, if there are suspects that are nearby, but if it's, if the body's found in water, you're more likely to think like, this is definitely an accident. Like, yeah, I think it's just, it's just instinctual. Like if you see a, if you see a child on the ground unconscious, like you automatically assume that there's foul play. 
Right. You know? Right. And in the water, it's more likely like, oh, they, they, you know, kid didn't know how to swim, you know, right. whatever. Yeah, exactly. Poor, they don't. Poor right. parents, they, they weren't watching him, you know. Exactly. It's not like, it's never like, oh, maybe somebody <laughs> did something to this child. No, it's always, they just assume that it's going to be an accidental drowning, you know. And there have been, there have been several uh, homicidal drownings that were mislabeled as accidental in the in the past yeah it's super it is it is i mean to be fair it is it is hard to collect evidence from you know a body being in the water because of all like due to a lot of reasons but mainly because of the bacteria you know that's found in in natural water sources they don't they don't preserve anything like unless it's Unless, unless a body is, like, submerged in cool, cool water, like, it does not, you know, the, the bacteria goes to work pretty much immediately and starts to, you know, decomp this body. God, did I just have a stroke? <laughs> I think I was just having a stroke. Oh it's God. a remix. Decomp, 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 decomp. Decomp, decomp, decomp. Yeah, so for anybody who doesn't know, which maybe a lot of you three people listening don't, is uh, when, when, you're, when you die in water, um, you decompose extremely fast. There's a lot of uh, factors that go into exactly how long it takes, but basically your it's called slippage. Your skin kind of slips. You get Ugh. like, like washer woman hands, I think is what it's called. Um, and bacteria enters your body and releases a bunch of enzymes that cause rapid decomposition of your body. So mm-hmm. with that being the case, depending on, the weather, the temperature of the water, where you're found, the current, it all has to do with how fast and what state your body is going to be in whenever you are found. Um, but it, it can reduce and has reduced um, bodies to, to literally bones within nine days is oh. how things can go. Yeah. Um, so that kind of helps explain because of when we first decided to start this podcast, I was wondering, like, why the hell are there so many unidentifieds? It literally, I mean, it, it makes it difficult to identify who you are. Yeah, like, you're, the fingerprints are gone, you know. So yeah. it's like, it's hard to take prints. Sometimes, because we were looking at pictures, and sometimes it's hard to even tell, you know, if they were male or female. Yeah, I mean, we were looking at, I don't know if anybody's seen the Twilight episode, Twilight Zone episode where like that lady thinks that she's ugly and she's under like bandages and stuff the whole time. And the doctors are like, oh, don't worry, we're going to save you. And and she takes off her bandages at the end and she looks regular, but everybody around her it, it has like a pig face. That's like how that's like how it makes you look. <laughs> like you just look like you have no like no face. It's crazy. I remember watching that as a child. 
Yeah, it was terrifying. <laughs> I know. I was like, and then the big reveal, and you're like, oh, she looks exactly the same as she did. Like, she was like just a regular person. Yeah, she's like, oh, I'm still ugly. <laughs> yeah, spoiler Me alert. in the mirror every just... day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do want to take a moment to circle kind of back around to um the cop the cops uh-huh. um and these these men being labeled as accidental drownings um because there's a lot of similarities in the, in these cases and I, now i'm not saying that that they're not working their hardest but <laughs> they're darndest uh, the first okay so if you look on the the list that some somebody made i'm not sure who or i i give them credit for it but somebody made a list of of all the bodies when, that were found yeah all the bodies that have been found in the in ladybird <laughs> lake and what time um, yeah the da- the date that they were found and the first person on there is raid hamad i I'm not sure if that's the correct pronunciation of his name. So I'm going to just call him Mr. H. And I just want to briefly kind of explain why I am not buying the accidental drowning theory. Um, from the cops <clears throat> specifically. From the cops. Yeah. Um, Mr. H, he was a school teacher and a peace activist. He was uh, doing some work with the Palestinian Children's Welfare Fund. Oh. Um, So he was a very peaceful, sweet guy. All of his students seem to love him. Everything that I've seen has been that he was super cool. Everybody's sharing their good memories of him. Um, He was pulled out of Lady Bird Lake on February 16th of 2008. So he's the first body that we, that we know of that was found in there. Right. Um, just a brief kind of summary. He was, uh, under investigation for bank fraud, wire fraud, and money laundering that, uh, had to do with it with the Palestinian children's welfare fund. So he was Uh, being looked into that because of his connections with that organization. Yeah. Yeah. They had just come and raided his house. It was believed, I guess that him and maybe a few other people were, were stealing money from the, from the fund. So he was being, investigated he said that once this investigation kind of broke loose did he ever get charged did he ever get charged for that or they just raided his house no they just raided his house to get evidence but there were never any charges brought up against him um Mm. whenever he he was found wow um i guess they just were looking into it but But they raided his house they raided his house (sighs) So they raided his house. 
he said that after this kind of information broke out to everybody, he was um, being harassed by the yeah. government, by uh, people who he worked with. And um, his wife had mentioned that because this was causing him so much stress that he was having suicidal thoughts. Um, I do want to mention that because some of his colleagues said the same thing, that he was under a lot of stress. He was, I guess, vocalizing like that he didn't want to be here anymore, whatever. However, the way that he was found in Lady Bird Lake was that his feet and hands were bound. His eyes were covered in duct tape. And witnesses also said that his head was wrapped in duct tape. Was his hands and feet, were they wrapped in, was it duct tape as well? I believe it was duct tape. Yeah, I think it was all duct taped up. Okay, how are you going to do that to yourself? Like a rope? Like how, a rope is like one thing, but how are you going to duct tape your own hands and feet? I mean, seriously, and, and. You need to, like, you need to have your mouth, I would think, to wrap your hands. I mean, duct tape is sticky. You know what I mean? It's like, and, and like, nobody duct tapes, like, when you duct tape anything, you don't duct tape it loosely. You know what I mean? I could not, I couldn't imagine it. That would not be my, my, <laughs> that would not be the method that I choose to duct tape myself. And then, no deduct tape myself and then you know do because could you imagine how the frustration i would be so fucking mad i would be so mad well who who chooses drowning as a way to go anyways i mean if you're gonna if you're gonna unalive yourself like it's it's you don't want to put yourself through more fucking pain or trauma exactly exactly like the body fights you so hard to stay alive if you're if you're drowning yeah and your instincts kick in you know what i mean like that's so it's an awful awful way to go so why would you pick it he didn't i mean who i mean it doesn't make any sense anybody who believes that is is just like choosing to not see the reality behind it you know, they're, well, they're not, they're just not choosing to see the, the truth. Well, and that's, what's disturbing is that the Austin police department did issue a statement the day after he was found that the bindings were consistent with Mr. H having done this to himself. Uh, okay. Well, obviously none of those police officers are part of the BDSM community because nobody, you cannot tie yourself up with fucking duct tape. Like there's no way that's possible like you like rope has like a little bit of give and i guess you can kind of wiggle around but duct tape no way did these police officers did they do like a pre-course in clown school i think they have to attend several years there (laughs) clearly clearly several years god that's just Um, that's infuriating it's for it's absolutely ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous i do want i did just want to kind of go over that because i don't particularly think that mr h fits in with the with the rest of the people pulled from ladybird lake um however his story does need to be told and it kind of shows the end that that cops don't 
know really how to investigate anything or, or the corruption is obvious in this kind of like these types of cases. Yeah, like, cause, exactly. Cause you're okay. Cause you're telling me that this is what you're telling me. You're telling me that a Muslim American teacher in 2008 was being investigated by the FBI, right? Got his house raided, got his shit stolen, mm-hmm. was being threatened and then he was found with his hands and feet and his eyes and his head covered in duct tape in Lady Bird Lake. And, and the cops want us to believe that it was a suicide? No. That's right. No, <laughs> no I'm, That's I'm not, right. not going to believe that. I'm just, no. They no. took a look. They took a look at it and 24 hours later said, yeah. He did this to himself. It's yeah. him. That uh, it was all on him. So, if anything, this just shows how corrupted the APD is it, 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 during that time in two thousand eight. Now, that was that was during Art Aceveda's uh, term as as um, police chief. So, yes. I don't know who. I don't know if it's different now, but clearly there's some malpractice and probably you know some corruption in there for sure well okay so when uh, a person of the muslim faith passes away mm-hmm. i guess the protocol to follow is for um the islamic center of greater austin to be notified yeah because um they have certain rituals that they follow that it are religious rituals so um Dr. Dramali, I hope I'm saying his name right, uh, of the Islamic Center of Greater Austin said that the protocol was not followed for Mr. H, which is typically they call the center to notify them. Um, The autopsy for Mr. H was performed without the permission of the family and before Dr. Dramali had access to the body, which is not protocol. Um. And when they did receive the body, uh, Dr. Dramali said that the body was in a barbaric condition, that he was seeping blood from an incision. There was flesh torn off like he had been attacked by an animal. Like, so who the hell knows? This just goes to show that that we are living in a biased society. Yeah. I mean, mean? it's so infuriating i'm not sure what the excuse was that apd uh came up with i'm not even sure if they had an excuse i know that dr dromali had a few meetings over the state of mr h's body and what had happened as far as the protocol not being followed and he did say that those meetings ended up um he thinks making a difference possibly in the future but the fact that it even happened is disgusting it is you know i mean yeah yeah it is and like his poor family like his wife you know like what does she have to live with? oh my god that's heartbreaking it is heartbreaking heartbreaking. i hope that people listen to this podcast just so that they can understand like the depth of of corruption and in 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 our local government i mean yeah 
if if you if if you don't think that there's any proof of that like this case the case of 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 mr hamad like that should be enough proof for you i mean yeah if you take away if this is the only episode that you listen to yeah if you take nothing else away from it when you go out with your friends watch your friends when you are thinking that, you know, oh, well, racism isn't real, you know, religious persecution or whatever isn't real. <laughs> know that. <laughs> know that <laughs> yeah, the fuck it is. <laughs> know that it's real. Like, th- this is not stuff from the movies. I mean, this is real life and it actually does happen, happen. and it affects people and it affects their family and their friends. It's fucked up, man. Or I hope I hope that um I hope that that somebody will will reopen the case and Well, I do uh, uh, while we're on the subject, I do want to say that it would be really really fucking cool because uh it has been mentioned elsewhere that they're like some of these families are not able to afford funerals and and their loved ones are having to be cremated, which means that you can't go back and do a, like reopen the the investigation. Yeah. Yeah. So it would be really, really fucking kick-ass if a funeral home maybe wanted to give families free funerals. um, If the bodies are being pulled out of the lakes in Austin so or that just free is something up. Yeah, yeah, just something for free because if if th- this is something that needs to be reinvestigated, it would be nice, I'm sure, for the, the families of these people to be able to have that option. Yeah. Um just throwing so the, that out there. <laughs> <laughs> so the la- the final um theory that's been floating around is um something called the smiley face murders. And this is, this is kind of like what I would expect this to be what's happening in Austin right now. And in, and in Chicago, um, this makes the most sense to me. And I think to you too, um, we both have been doing a lot of research about it. Um, the smiley face murders theory was coined up by a retired NYPD police homicide detective, Kevin Gannon, his partner, Anthony Duarte, and a criminal justice professor and gang expert, Dr. Lee Gilbertson. In 1997, the body of a 20-year-old Patrick McNeil was found floating in the East River 50 days after he was reported missing from Manhattan. Damn, 50 days. Yeah, 50 days, and I believe it was like 12 miles upstream from where he was last seen. Really? Okay. Despite his body being found floating face up and with multiple cuts, abrasions, and burns, the NYPD ruled his death as an accidental drowning. Oh Hmm. my god. (laughs) Are these the same detectives that worked, that works in APD? Are they, we just, you know, we just like trading them out? He was burnt, he was burned, okay, so he was burned and he had what else? Um, cuts, he had some abrasions. He had ligature marks on his wrists. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
Detective Gannon and Duarte had discovered a graffitied smiley face uh, near the Owl's Head water pollution protection plant where McNeil's body was discovered in the East River. One year later, the body of 22-year-old Larry Andrews was found in the exact same location as Patrick McNeil over a month after Andrews was reported missing. Damn. Yeah, that's kind of a big coincidence. Yeah, that's a major coincidence. Uh It would take Gannon and his partner, Duarte, 10 years to enlist the help of Dr. Lee Gilbertson, who in 2005 was looking for a final project for his crime analysis and mapping and profiling graduate level class when he came across the names of young men who had gone missing and later were all found deceased in bodies of water and whose deaths were all labeled as accidental drownings or suicide. He gave the topic to his students to research and profile and and contacted a television producer he knew to record the students' final presentations. The video was posted, and in 2006, Kevin Gannon and Duarte approached Dr. Gilbertson after learning about the same that same video. So they like, so he had posted this video of his students' like final exams, and it had garnered so much attention that Kevin Gannon and and um, Anthony Duarte like ended up contacting him for help. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. The power of the internet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With Dr. Gilbertson now a part of their team, the trio were able to compare notes and expert and experience, and eventually the theory of the smiley face murders was born. The moniker came from the graffiti smiley faces to, that were found not only by the bodies of, of McNeil and Andrews, but near the bodies of other young men found in rivers and lakes across the Midwest. So, and the team also theorized that the disappearances of these young men around the States are not the work of one single person, but rather an underground group of people likely using the dark web to communicate to others in different States and graffitied symbols and numerology as the group's calling cards. That's really scary because that that makes complete sense to me because they got so much shit on the dark web. Or, I mean, I've never been on there, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, but so, from what I enough. hear, yeah, there's a lot of crazy shit on the dark web. I've heard, so I've heard. Yeah. I don't know for personal experience or anything. <laughs> <laughs> We've never been on the dark web. We haven't. I mean, I'm not. I'm just no, not literally smart we have. to do. No, we haven't. Um, yeah, I don't even know. There were like, you have to get a torrent or something to get on there. I don't understand that. What's a torrent? Is that a type of car? I don't know. <laughs> I guess so. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. That's just a joke. <laughs> you need a special car to access the dark web. <laughs> yeah. Detective Kevin Gannon now believes the smiley face murders have found their way to Austin and that the bodies found in Lady Bird Lake since 2010 are all connected. So well, I'm glad that he's, he's, well, he's coming down there, isn't he? Or has he been? Well, there's been chatter. There's been chatter of, of him coming to Austin. Uh, 
and talking to some people here, like the families of, of some of the victims. Um, but I, I can't, con- I can't confirm nor deny that. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> We're not privy to information. We're just two girls trying to make it. <laughs> two girls doing our best. Yep. Uh, doing our best. Well, that's cool. I mean, if he if he came and everything, if not, if he's coming, I mean, that's cool too. Yeah. Um. So that concludes. I think that concludes part one of episode one. Thanks for sticking around until the end. Yeah, you can find us on Instagram if if you want to be supportive and precious. Uh, our Instagram is Nosy Nancy's. Yeah, or you can join our Facebook group. And the Facebook group is Nosy Nancy's Podcast. And, and you have to send a request to yeah. get in. Yeah, we're vetting people. We're not just letting anybody in. You know. Exclusive. Yeah, this is an exclusive group of 10 people. <laughs> so hold, hold your water. Hold your water. Hold your water. Um. Also, if you or anybody else you know has had any crazy stories or crazy run-ins in in downtown Austin or in the Austin area, we'd love to hear about it. We'd like to do um, a listener story every every month. So if we compile enough, you know, stories, we we can do that. Um, You can email us at nosynancys at gmail.com. We want to read... Any type of thing you have relating to downtown Austin, maybe you've been drugged, maybe you've had a weird experience with someone or with multiple people down there, maybe you've seen some stuff. Yeah, we're nosy, so just send us all your shit. We want the hot goss, you know? Give us the hot goss. Give us a tea, baby. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm going to edit that out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, y'all, for listening. We'll, we'll catch you next week for part two. Part two, we're covering um, Patrick McNeil, Larry Anderson, and Cole Christensen. Yeah. Ooh, that's going to be a good one. Stay tuned. Ciao. Say la vie, man.